At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It is March 22nd, 2022. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Pretty good pops there, right? Extra snap there, Tim. Yeah, a little extra snap. It's a natural casing. It's uh, got a snap to it. So, oh. Thank Wonderful. you for tuning in on this lovely Tuesday evening. It is um, not Fat Tuesday, but Kevin's down in New Orleans. So tonight you will be joined by Dan James to my to my right. I always, I'm so, it's so hard to do the non-mirrored webcam pointing. Yeah. It's just not natural. Anyways, I am Tim Herb. As I, as I mentioned, the aforementioned Dan James is with me tonight. A little uh, on the road dedication. So Kevin can't, uh, the Brits, you would say Kevin can't be arsed to be on the show tonight, right? And he's down uh, traveling for work. You're traveling for work. Still, you brought your blue Yeti with you. Or you have a snowball. You have a snowball or a Yeti? I, I have a snowball. Gotcha. So you got your snowball with you. You're down in your hotel room. You're just a dedicated Dan. That's, that's, that's right. the name. And we're starting, like, Kevin always likes to point, you know, he's not here, so I'm going to talk about him. Um, he likes to point the blame at you for whenever we start late, but, I mean, this is the closest we've started to on time in a long time, uh, and hey. uh, can you guys spot the difference, as it were? Anyway, if you're listening to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, what have you, leave us a rating and or a review. We'll read that live on the show whenever you uh, whenever you post it. Whatever it says, we don't care. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, make sure that you hit the subscribe button, the notification bell icon to know whenever we go live. We have surpassed 500 subscribers. I feel like we finally, finally just broke that dam. And hopefully it'll... 501 subscribers that we have? As as of like a few minutes ago, yes, <laughs> nice. we are at five hundred one. Yes, wait. Which is I, I always find it interesting. I love the fact that everybody um, everybody hops into the trap and just everybody's happy. Oh, I get, or what I don't know. Maybe not always happy, but at least chatterboxes in there, and everybody's you know we have our regulars uh, who are in here tonight. Richard Gordon in there early with me. Elliot Beaven. Uh, Michelle, Stephen Perales, Will Bowron, uh, New York Times bestseller list, Will Bowron. Whoa. No, <laughs> soon to be, soon to be. Uh, Brandon Scott, Gabe Lajas, Brittany S., and then also Austin Lanier, the aforementioned 501st subscriber, which Whoa. is interesting, Austin. I'm a little disappointed, I'm going to have to say. feel like um, you've been holding out. I guess we've earned it after six years. 
five, six years, yeah, <laughs> or five years. Uh, yeah, we're in season I, six, and we're just now getting your subscribe or subscription. Uh, it's it's a little a little disappointing. It's a little bittersweet, but it is what it is. How are you tonight, Dan? I'm good. I guess this is just a difference. Like when I go on a work trip, you know, I I have some work I need to finish up in the evening, but you know, I've found time to make the podcast. When Kevin goes on a work trip, even though it's only like four minutes past eight, he's face down in the gutter. He's like gets in there and then that's it. You know, I mean, uh, I, I'm, he's sending me pictures of the stuff he's eating down there. And I would, aside from the ham sandwich, he sent that to me to mess with me. I think anybody who knows me well <laughs> enough knows that I hate ham, but, um, do you really? Yeah. You don't know me well enough, Dan. I guess we haven't really eaten a lot together. Um, uh, Ham is like my favorite thing to eat. It is my least favorite food probably on earth. So um, I say that, but I really do like um, well the Spanish ham, which oh, is like not really. Iberico. Yeah, Iberico. I'm trying to, it, it, it definitely escapes me right now. I didn't, we ate a lot of it whenever we were in uh, Tenerife and, and in Madrid, the, the baguettes it would come with um god why serrano ham that's what i'm thinking of because it's not really like it's not like ham you get here right like it's just it's like shaved and dry and aged and it's not big thick slices yeah it's uh it's not like some mass-produced bullshit it's especially if you're getting it in tenerife you know you it's it's crafted it's an artisan product at that point yeah yeah Yeah. How, how can you not like that stuff yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that give and a little me, bit of Manchego. Give me charcuterie or give me death. Yeah. Well, um, I do have uh, quite a few uh, charcuterie boards for sale if anybody's interested. Anyway. No, I um, didn't mean to purchase one. <laughs> I don't, it, not, it does not come with the meat, the cheese, or the, the accoutrement. Um, yeah, Arby's. Um, Arby's, is, Arby's is life. Uh, Burger King. Uh, I don't remember the last time you had Burger King. I don't know why we're we're all of a sudden. It's not nine o'clock yet. It's not nine o'clock yet. Um, right. Yeah. Um, how I are you feeling today? Biggest, uh, well, Tim, I don't know if you've seen, but I'm wearing the colors of my new team, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Yes. Because yes, <laughs> the Falcons are not going to be winning a Super Bowl anytime soon. Talk but. about getting fleeced. It'll be interesting it. to see what they do with all the cap space in 2023, but I just don't have any trust in the front office. At no, so. I mean, all I the mean, coaching staff, to be honest with you. Did I, did I read they picked up Marcus Mariota? Yep. Oh. Two years, something like that. That's I don't know. I, it's been, I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, Cause I was, a, I'm a, I'm a big Matt Ryan fan. Uh, yeah. I just don't know. I'm numb. Exactly. Exactly, Pillow. Exactly. My thoughts, precisely. While I have a sleeping baby. Damn it. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, you're right, Michelle. Wrong football. Yeah. But I can't help it. It's such been a big storyline in Atlanta sports. So, Of course, we have a sleeping baby and have Amazon delivering something at Eight o'clock at night, eight oh seven at night. Uh, I like it when they ring the doorbell at that time. Of yeah, night. no, it's we great. turned our doorbell off a long time ago. We just have it go to the app, so that's uh, <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, it is. It's hard to avoid the Matt Ryan discussion, especially whenever Atlanta uh, got fleeced so bad. But like, at least we have a pretty positive Atlanta United team to talk about. I think for the most part, I think, um, you know, I lobbied that or lobbed that question out on Twitter earlier before we uh, before we went live. And I've gotten we've gotten quite a few responses already about it. Just asking how people are feeling after a four game sample size. Going into the international break, we got a little time to stew and kind of digest what we've seen um, and what we I, what we're hoping to see or what we think we're going to see uh, coming back um, coming back into uh, the MLS swing uh, on the first. Is there a game on the first or the second? Um, I'm not exactly sure. It's the second. It's in DC on the second. Yeah. Yes, so that is um, I can yeah. confirm that. Yep. Um, anyway, how are you feeling, Dan? I mean, we've got uh, seven. We got seven points from four games, and um, where are we? I haven't even looked at the MLS tables right now. Uh, we are. I think we're like mid table. Yeah, we're six. Yeah, we're six, we're six right in now, the yeah. east. Well, I mean, so, we're tied for fourth. I mean, I guess whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing. I think we're doing okay. I mean, it's four weeks in. Um, you know, we've got Luis Araujo injured. Um, but I kind of feel like, as Will Baron, get off my phone. How do you think I get my stats, Will? How do you think I get my stats? And I am very unprofessional. Um, I think because we all went into this Montreal game thinking we're going to blow the doors off them, and of course, I feel like every time this happens, yeah, we it ends up going quite the opposite of how we wanted it to go um but the and when i was watching watching the game just like the emotional swings were terrible because you're just like oh this is going from bad to worse dwyer gets sent off we go down three one and then we come back with some absolutely fantastic play but it's just like well where's Where's the chem- Where's the chemistry coming from? And I th- feel like it's just time. You know, me and Kev talked about it last week of um, how I feel like it's a legitimate excuse that we just need more time to get gel the guys together, hopefully get some guys healthy. But um, this is kind of – it's kind of the way it's going to be, I feel like, all, all year. I feel like it's rare that we have everybody healthy at the same time um, since, like, 2019 uh but it's i think we could i mean i still think we could make the playoffs just as much as anybody else i mean it's four games in what have we got 30 more left yeah so. no for sure I, I think the more i think about it the the better i'm feeling it's hard not to feel a little deflated even you know the comeback was incredible right i'm especially given the circumstances dom dwyer goes off we go three one down at halftime um you know, Maurice do, or maybe it was Kevin Egan was talking, probably Kevin Egan just due to history was talking about, you know, the last time Atlanta United, we saw them come back from 3-1 down as San Jose. I was like, oh shit, maybe that will happen. <laughs> that was, oh my gosh. Yeah. Then I had, won that game. Yeah. So um, I actually had good luck this weekend, by the way, watching the game using NordVPN um, oh. and ESPN Plus. Uh, 
I don't know if maybe I was the reason that, or I, we were the reason that Surfshark's VPN stuff all got blacklisted by ESPN, but so far so good with Nord. Um, anyway, because I'm not well, paying, I went through the process. I was looking at Xfinity. So I don't know, we pay like 50 bucks for our internet right now. And I was like, okay, we'll add internet. Uh, we'll add uh, cable. We'll just, whatever. It's an extra 20, 25 bucks a month, whenever you click on it. And then it ends up being like an extra $75 a month or something like that because of like broadcast fees and rights fees and that sort of thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So um, anyway, that works well with the ESPN plus and really was very happy with it. Anyway. Well, um, now you've announced it to the world, Tim. NordVPN. The world that listens. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, if you guys are watching us right now on YouTube, p- please smash the like button, as the kids say nowadays. I don't know if they still say that whenever they're dabbing on them, but it's, uh, or when they're flossing, they smash the like button. But uh, if you if you would be so kind as to do that. Um, but I feel better about this season than, um, than I think I would have last year, given the results that we've seen so far. Um, just due to the fact that it is early, we are still just waiting for people to come back. It's not like some of the guys didn't even have a full preseason, right? I mean, we're we're without Luis Araujo after the first game, to your point. It's hard to lose a guy who's maybe your most creative and most threatening player on offense. And then and then to have so many new players in the mix. Gonzalo Pineda had half a season last year. He's coming in. He's got um, you know, a lot of new guys to kind of intermingle and get on the same page and also work out new tactics, right? I mean, last year we right. saw them playing in a in a system that he wasn't necessarily 100% comfortable with uh, whenever we're playing three in the back. So we're having to convert into that. Um, all things considered, I mean, the fact that we are, we have a net zero goal differential right now pretty good considering um and the fact that um the fact that we're sitting in a playoff spot is is pretty good so um no, i feel good about it I, I i mean i think michelle pointed out our will be back whenever we come back from an international break most likely as long as we don't try and rush him back and he comes in as a spot sub or something like that i'll be happy um but yeah i mean getting to watch tiago almada go to work this weekend um and then, yeah, yeah, it's, we, it's we, hopefully those uh, Alan what is this, Velasquez comparisons can be put to bed now because Almada scored a worldie in his. What, it was he, a worldie, yeah. Has he played thirty minutes for the club? So. No, I mean he the way that he settled that, and then also just took Kamar Miller out of his shoes before before turning and just coolly, calmly putting it into the the upper ninety is. It was it was a fantastic goal. I part of me almost wishes that was the game tying goal <laughs> because it was just that much better of a goal than what Brooks Lennon scored. Not to take anything away from what Brooks Lennon did, but that keeper that was just very uh, maybe you just didn't expect it. I, you know, I saw a lot of people saying, "Why do you put a wall from that far out? A three man wall, even right? Like why why do you have? Uh, I don't know." The, the keeper definitely didn't seem to be um, on his toes in that. Um, he goes a hand it. I feel, like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is something that we would have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, was, but um, I mean, he, yeah, it was kind of on the keeper because he, he managed to get a hand to it 
but he just couldn't push it far enough away from the post. But I don't care, man. That was still a beautiful free kick. It was, yeah. To be that far out and to, to be honest, to to put it uh, where he in the not just on frame, but in the spot where he's intending to put it, because that that's where you would be intending to put it away from the goalkeeper. Um, yeah, and it was it was just like. Uh, as Elliot Beaven said, that goal reminded me of the Kratz goals, the two free kicks he's Kratz scored at, um, against Montreal at home in the same goal mouth. So, oh, that's um, interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah, both of them. It was, and yeah, it was he scored two the same free kick. I think it was in the, both in the second half, right in front of the supporters section, and it made me it made me feel better about it, mainly because Kyoto after he scored. That penalty, he went up to the supporters and just put his fingers in his ears. Uh, but, you know, what's going to do? Perhaps yeah. to the Capos. I don't know who it was, but yelling at the supporter section for throwing that beer or whatever they threw down at Romel Kyoto. That was uh, it was good to see that getting policed internally. Um, hopefully whoever threw that got banned for a long time from the stadium because we don't need that shit in Mercedes-Benz. No. no, you don't need it at all. This isn't Cleveland. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, thing is, Montreal are a good team. They, I mean, they beat Santos Laguna in the Champions League. They really, they made Cruises all work really hard for that win. And I think we were all banking on the play that Montreal was just going to rest players after that CCL um, run, even though they got knocked out. But I guess it was like because they didn't have a CCL game coming up. Wilfred Nance was like, Let's "Go play, boys." Um, so. As they were uh, fielding a close to full strength squad, I mean they're they're a great they're a great team. Jordi Mihailovic has he been called up for the USMNT yet? Uh, I was looking at that the other day because I think that's a big miss if he has not been. Um, I don't think he has played a senior minute. No, he has. Never mind. I'm sorry. He's he's had six call ups. Um, so, I mean, here here is one of the best attacking midfielders I feel in the league. I mean, he's he's. Here, uh, having a pair of him and Fran Torres, um, is Fran his first name? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, but he's been Torres even last year, he was a young kid coming into the league and he tore it up. He scored some screamers last year, he was a guy to watch. And then having like a spine of Wanyama and Camacho, having those guys being, um, a big a, a strength in defense, and then having <laughs> this Kone kid, was he 19? Uh, score a goal isn't that two weeks in a row we've had like a teenager score a goal on us um so and Yassi Laspalainen uh Yapalainen uh has been playing really well for them as well so but he still hasn't scored right has any has nobody made the joke yet how hilarious and ironic it is that he can't finish hey Lassie Lapalainen he's from Finland oh yeah yeah but, um yeah, he got an assist though. But. No, no, that's like a dad joke and a half, I guess. No, even even you didn't appreciate. I whatever. Yeah. No, so. I got it, but I didn't appreciate. <laughs> yeah. It. No, uh, I thought Wilfred Nance did a good job in the first half of adjusting after after Joseph Martinez scored that first first. Like we haven't even talked about that, right? The fact that Joseph put that that goal away from the top of the eighteen on a on a breakaway, um, just slotted it into the to the roof of the net, right? Um, Fantastic finish, but then felt like Montreal really did a good job of adjusting. I mean, we give him a gift 
that corner kick um, counterattack that they went off of. What I don't know what we were doing. I, mean, I don't either. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. That was that was like inexcusable. I feel like, um, yeah, I don't know. the The second finish from Kone Kone's goal was uh, that was just fantastically worked. I think I think that was just good placement, getting the ball into the box with a with him running on, and just deli- like a deliberate, just powerful finish from him too. Um, yeah, I, I think they had some good goals. What did you feel? Uh, how did you feel about the the Miles Robinson penalty on on Kone? Did you think it was deserved? I mean, I thought it was pretty soft, but I mean, you could see that Miles was pulling him back. I, I mean, if if it had been the other way around, I'd have been like, yeah, that's a penalty. So, um, but it was the other way around down at the other end, right? Where I'm pretty sure the same exact thing happened with um, Marcelino Moreno in in the first half, like pretty like shortly before that that penalty that Kone got. But anyway, like oh. you can't you can't really do that, right? Like you can't do that in the box. It, it was very heady from a 19 year old when you think about it, because he could have easily a big boy like that. He could have easily stayed up whenever he got his hip tugged on, but he said like it was legitimate contact. I'm in the, I'm in the box. Why not go down and, and win this mm-hmm. penalty? It was a more power to him, I guess <laughs> like, for miles. You can't, you just can't make that mistake. No, you can't. And it's kind of funny when you watch the replay in slow motion where Mars is grabbing him and then Mars lets go. And then Kone has realized what happened. So he makes the swan dive and gets the call. But I mean, it's happening in real time. You're probably not going to pick it out, but um, no, and you, it, that's that's one that's not a clear and obvious error for the referee either. So when it goes to VAR, it's not like the VAR can sit and say, "Okay, that was you know that was weak." It was it was a super weak penalty, but letter of the law, it goes up to VAR. Like it's called on the field, you can't overturn it in the box. If it was the other way around, you know, VAR probably wouldn't have awarded that if if uh, Penta wouldn't have awarded it on the field. Yeah, I'd love to see some stats about on referees showing you how many times they call on VAR, like they initiate the, uh, the instruction or how, and how many times the ref will overturn their call based on that VAR, uh, uh, based on that VAR information. But. Yeah, we're getting some, um, speaking of Miles Robinson, we're getting some feedback in the trap from, um, Let's see, Carlos Rangel saying Miles has been poor since the Canada game in January. That's not terribly wrong, I don't think. And then Will Balron saying that Miles and Franco's communication has been pretty terrible so far this season. I, I felt like Miles, whenever he was with George Campbell in the back, it was pretty solid, at least in the regular season. I feel like in the preseason, they kind of had a um, not great game together. I'm trying to remember what match that was. Yeah, I feel that's kind of weird because they both played extremely well together towards the end of last season. So you would think that they're building on that, um, and now, now it's it's not <laughs> it's not being as it's not as good. So I, I'm not sure what's going on there. Maybe it's just both of them are having a slump of form because Miles. You're right, Miles hasn't been great um, the past few games. And Franco just hasn't got his head into it. I mean, Franco's done a few good things, but overall, my memory of his play has been kind of negative. I um, 
I personally rate George Campbell right now over, it sounds crazy, you know, whatever, hot take, whatever. I rate him over both of them right now. Yeah, I mean, maybe the position is his for the taking. So I don't uh, see why not. You got to think a, a coach like Gonzalo Pineda, I mean, he's seen that George Campbell can be deputized at center defense mid or started at center back and perform well in both scenarios. And you have you got to think that he's seeing that and he's like, well, we have a sieve at the back right now. We're just letting goals in. Like we got to, I mean, I don't know. And maybe it's not well, as maybe, bad as I'm thinking, but. Well, with Miles, Miles is going on international break, right? So we're going to have yeah. Franco and Campbell in the back there. Uh, man, that makes me worry about the depth because the depth behind them is Dijon, right? Because we've lost walks. Well, I mean, the we, I mean, he'll be back in time for our next match, right? I mean, the international break's only going to last until... Yeah, but he's probably going to... I would imagine that they'll probably rest him. Maybe they won't. Yeah, that's I mean, true. He, I think he's playing he, midweek next week, and maybe he'll. Yeah, maybe USMNT will rest him. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, it depends, right? Because how far are we from? Sorry, I keep cutting you off. But how far are we from qualification right now? The US team. Um, we're on top of the group. I think. Second, I mean, we're second and second oh, behind, behind Canada. Canada. Yeah, but then Mexico is pretty tight with with US. Yes. Right, I'm just saying, like, how many more wins? How many more points? What's our magic number? I don't. I guess I don't. I haven't been following that closely enough to see what our magic no, I, number is for uh, qualifying. I feel like World Cup qualifying just takes forever. It if takes it's not a entirely World Cup too year, long. It's World Cup qualifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I. He's been, I, I think he's been pretty great in a U.S. men's national team jersey. I love Miles Robinson. I think he has been the best center back in MLS for the past couple of years. I think he keeps getting overlooked. Obviously, yeah. we're homers. Um, Carlos Rangel saying he thinks the number is four for points right now. So if we beat Panama, we should, um, we should qualify in that point, right? Because it's, yeah. The only knock against Miles and is the reason why he doesn't get, um, the MVP is because he doesn't score many goals. Which and is fucking ridiculous. That's such which, a ridiculous argument. But Opara and Zimmerman have, have both been scoring goals. So Yeah. Or um, did in their respective years that they won. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're both... I mean, it, to be to be quite honest, both Walker Zimmerman and Ike Opara are fantastic center backs in MLS. I mean, Ike Opara is retired, but I mean... Right. I think the Zimmerman transfer from LAFC is proving to be a you know one that they wish they could probably get back, right? Um, uh, then again, looking at them now, <laughs> they're back to their best. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that he, he, I don't know. You can't. I don't think that the center backs right now, the starting the starting pair, should be, feel that safe in their job. No, I mean the whole last. On the weekend, the whole back line was terrible. Uh, even Gutman, um, our hero for the past few weeks, uh, didn't have a great game either. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty bad. I saw, um, is it Joe Patrick was saying on his podcast that because we played more of a four-two-three-one rather than the four-three-three, it it put Alonso in a difficult position because we didn't have that um, third guy in midfield to be able to kind of screen uh, the defense. But um, yeah, 
How do you feel about what Mateo in the trap is saying that Ronald Hernandez has been poop emoji? I will say instead of saying. I thought he was pretty. I remember he was pretty good against Charlotte, but um, and he's didn't he have a good game? Because I remember I put a lineup lineup out somewhere on some internet. And I had, <laughs> I think I had Lennon starting. For I think it was on the dark web. I think you were on Silk Road whenever you were doing that. Yeah. yeah. Or and H-M. someone was saying, yeah. oh, I'd put in Hernandez over Lennon at right back. But of course, Lennon's been taking our Ruju spot right now. And I thought Hernandez did pretty good. But um, I just thought the entire, the, the back line just wasn't great. Um, I don't think he's been outrageously shocking what do you think about what uh carlos Rangel in the trap is saying i have it up right. on the screen um saying uh guzan gutman lennon and joseph are probably the only untouchable players at the moment interesting untouchable just from a like a fan's perspective and or just the lineup lineup just like can't be their their jobs are safe they're the only ones who whose jobs are safe i would argue that Rosetto has potentially played himself into that. And I would thought Sadich also, because they have both been playing pretty good at the beginning of the season. But then and when Sosa came in for a little bit, he wasn't he wasn't up to much, but you would think as things go along, he would eventually assume his spot back. Um so I would put Rosetto in, and up until this week you'd have put Alonzo in there also. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I still thought for the, I still thought he had a pretty decent game in spots. Like I could see, I don't know. It's tough, man. Uh, Cause I, th- I think so. So like, yeah, I think so. So I would like to see, I think he's going to be untouchable as the season moves on. I think you would imagine. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I've just been going by um, the foot mob ratings for the t- rankings for the players, uh, or the oh my gosh, the rating, and um, just looking on Sofa Score, and they are a lot more unforgiving. Uh, so across the back line, you had Gutman 5.8, Robinson 5.6, Franco 5.6, Hernandez 5.9. That's that's terrible. That's some of the lowest yeah. scores I've ever seen. Um, yeah, and the whole team, Wolf at 5.5. And Dwyer, just for reference, Dwyer played, what, four minutes? It got red carded, and he got rated rated a five. (laughs) So it's pretty bad. Um, And Lennon was a top guy with 80, with eight. All the subs were better, all of them across the board. Campbell, Mulraney, Sosa. Yeah. So I want to go through a couple of these reactions, if you don't mind, from Twitter, just asking people their uh, how they're feeling going into the or being four games in the season going into the international break. Um, Andy Watkins, our buddy, uh, saying it's not enough. I don't know if uh, I think I need clarification. Does is the sample size not big enough? Is that what you're saying, or what we're doing is not enough? Um, I would hope sample size. Yeah, I would hope so too. Um, Austin Lanier saying uh, cautiously optimistic the talent is there but we lack cohesion I feel good about Pineda but also like we say the same things every year and nothing changes mm-hmm. I I do think that Gonzalo Pineda has done an, a great job I feel like 
I think it's being overlooked the mess that he's kind of had to deal with to start the season and and keep not the ship afloat, but to to get results. Um, hey, you know. what, so I yeah, I like I like Pineda too. It it is frustrating, but we've had so many different variables in this team since the beginning of the pandemic, like in 2020. Um, I mean, remember the MLS's Cup is back. I mean, we've had so many different things that have been going on, chopping, changing managers, uh, finally installed, like learning an incredibly intense system at the beginning of 2021 under Heinz, and then having to forget it and then flip to something else, having a whole slew of new players come in. I just think there has been an awful lot of inconsistency. And, you know, to to really get um, a decent crop of guys together, you've got to have that consistency, both from the coaching, from the manager, from your teammates around you. Um, At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And then we also haven't had, uh, we've had Champions League, which I feel like Champions League, although it's been good for us to play in, I feel like it really has been a detriment to our league performance. Oh, for sure. It's so, it's impossible. Like it's one thing to be, you know, Man City, Liverpool, Juventus, Real Madrid, whatever, and have midweek fixtures when you have a whole like other starting lineup that's sitting in your twenty three, right? But then you have a <laughs> you're an MLS and you're stretched pretty thin due to the salary cap. So I mean, exactly. It's, yeah, it's tough to have those midweek fixtures, especially when you're like intermingling those with U.S. Open Cup too. Um, and then, and you know, you're traveling internationally to to go to these yeah. places that are um, real hostile places in terms of the, the the fans and and those teams are used to that sort of travel in terms of playing because you know teams like um, Herediano, Saprissa. They're constantly in it because they are the top team in the country. So playing against those takes takes an awful lot out of you. Um, and I feel like all the international breaks always mess us up, and it's just a it's an awkward schedule. So I feel like on top of all that, on top of the 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 parity in the league and having making an MLS so unpredictable, the calendar just really doesn't help you at all to try and put a consistent product together. So yeah, um, I do worry that we're regressing to the mean, like we're just another MLS team now, um, like maybe just a stronger MLS team, which is kind of frustrating because we've spent all these money, we've brought in these great players, but we've got to have the consistency in terms of, of putting it all together on the field. And I just think it's going to take time, which is a really boring and annoying, frustrating answer that everybody gets irritated about when you keep recycling the same stuff. But yeah, but to your point, like if we just, I don't think Gonzalo Pineda is here to, as a launching off point for anything. I think he's here for the long term. I think he's getting us positive results. He doesn't seem to be causing a stir in the locker room like the last two yeah. managers did. Um, so I think 
he's going to be here for a while. And that consistency, like you're saying, is key. And I think, who was it saying? Uh, Carlos Rangel it keeps coming up, saying Pineda has expressed that he himself doesn't know what the best team is since he hasn't had a chance to train with the full squad. Give it time. Give it a little bit of time. We're seeing, we're seeing the spark that even Tiago Almada in a little bit of time provided this past weekend. And I, I even like Marcelino Moreno, I know that maybe he didn't have the best game, but there were definitely bright spots. He was definitely, I think that he is playing some of his better ball that we've seen from him as of late. I think that he's attacking well, he's taking the ball and he's just pushing forward and trying to create as much as he can. And we need that driving force. I feel like he's a guy that I want to see more out of. And I want to see uh, just continue to be aggressive whenever he's out there. Yeah, I love him. I I really like his uh, <laughs> I really like his dribbling ability and his uh, pinpoint accuracy and playing the switch. Yeah. So um, I, I'm a, I've been a fan for his of his since he came in. Um, I, I really like him. I think because of all the other pieces that you know Pineda hasn't been able to train with it's difficult to see where he fits in and then it's like well you know because a lot of criticism that's come from him is not really fast but the thing is if he was who cares he would be Miguel Almiron so and of course Miguel Almiron would be immense in this uh in this team but um it's a different type of player that we're dealing with but we want you know all the um, managers have been wanting to control possession, to be playmakers, to have an interesting team, to have um, intelligent football being played rather than being the Philadelphia Union. So. And I feel like a lot of his play, because he's not super fast, I, I think a lot of his play is pretty intentional. And I think that it's, I think that he has a lot of, he has a good touch on him. Like, I feel like he's, he's good in possession. He doesn't give up the ball that easily. Um, and he's usually working to get either somebody in space or, um, yeah, or just trying to get a shot on goal. It's like, I don't mind him dribbling as much as I used to mind Barco. And I think that Barco's dribbling a lot of times was aimless. Um, and very much laterally where I feel like Marcelino is at least going vertical and trying to get to the box and trying to put a shot on goal or trying to create something for somebody. Um, <laughs> yeah, even, uh, I mean, even Matt Doyle hated on Barco doing exactly what you were saying. Right, yeah. Um, or trying to get into his, uh, his well, I guess national teammate, uh, wife's DMs. That's uh, Oh, God, man. Yeah, again. Who, was it Mauro Icardi's wife? Is that who it is? It, or is Icardi's it, wife, yeah. yeah. What, are you, what the fuck are you doing, Barco? Come <sighs> yeah. on, man. Yeah. Get, that get is going to be, that's going to be his, like, down for it's right he's not john terry to like maro Accardi's wayne bridge like it's the opposite right like he's it's not yeah. like he's got some standing that is gonna get him a pass like john terry did so uh that was yeah. wayne bridge's wife right john terry it was yeah yeah mm-hmm. i i do not like john terry i don't think he's a nah, person at all I don't know if anybody likes John Terry. Um, we're going to go back through a couple more of these uh, reactions, uh, Dan. We got Eddie Velarde saying, I feel like we are still in preseason mode with the team figuring out style of play, chemistry, and fitness for some players. Um, hope we can, or hope we come out of the break with some of those figured out. I, I could not agree more. Uh, Joe Johnstone, 
um, happiest of Joes, saying, not bad considering the injuries, suspensions, and visas we've dealt with thus far. I'm just hoping we have our actual starting 11 for some point of the season consistently, whoever they are. Um, yeah, I could not agree more with that as well. I don't know. Again, I mean, when was a lot, how many times in the past three years have we had all three starting or all three uh, designated players on the field at the same time? It's very rare. It's very I, rare. Well, I was hoping to look up a stat on that to figure it out, but I just haven't. But it I think it is time. pretty rare that we we see that because I feel like every every season it's been like, well, we don't even have a, all our three DPs on the field. Um, so, gosh, it's so frustrating. But yeah, it's it's super. Such as life in the MLS. Yep. Um, Mike Ricard saying some potential, but we should be doing better even with our Ojo out. Seems like the team checks out mid-game and then makes heroic saves. Um, I felt bad about uh, feeling so good getting a draw against the last place Eastern team, but they outplayed us. I think Montreal is a team that will, I, I think as the season progresses, will show to be a better team than than they have in the first few games. Um, oh, absolutely. No, I, yeah. their record does not is not true for the team that they are no and georgi mihaljevic is as you mentioned he's and he's an immense talent that's it's surprising to me he's still in mls to be honest um andy arnold saying we must get much better uh pedo Fafalas, um saying inconsistent stizzle just stizzle um, saying defense needs to gel. It isn't there yet. Attack is decent. I really like Gutman. See, that's the thing. I think we talked about in the preseason, aside from the fact that we don't have a ton of depth, per se, at center back, we felt pretty confident in our back line. Um, and I felt like, I, I just think that's changed, unfortunately. Um, but I don't know. It, I, guess, I guess we'll see. Since when do you think it's changed from... I guess maybe just the maybe the Montreal game, and I'm, it's just a recency bias. But I, I don't feel super confident in our defense as of right now. Well, I, yeah, I don't feel, I don't either. But I mean, I feel like it could be three nil against Colorado. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it seemed. I, I don't know. I, I felt going into the preseason, it was a strong point to me. Our defense was going to be solid. And then you're saying you never felt confident in the defense then? Um, I felt confident in the defense after, before the Colorado game. <laughs> <laughs> right, after the Sporting KC's. That's what I'm saying. Is like I felt right. like it, it. we gave up Charlotte's first goal. Granted, it was only, what, third game of the season. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, it just seems shaky, and I wasn't expecting that. Like, I, given the talent that we have at center back, what what Alan Franco showed last year, what Miles Robinson has shown the past three three years, um, yeah, I just wasn't expecting that. Andrew Gutman, we knew is a starting level, one of the top left backs in the league, probably, um, and maybe the Araujo injury is hurting us a little more than we think with Ronald Hernandez being the the starting right back when Brooks Lennon has been, 
nothing but solid whenever playing back there. I don't know. I guess I guess it remains to be seen. But I mean, to Brittany S's point, we have zero clean sheets so far this season. I think I pointed that out whenever I was doing a score prediction, or I kind of uh, predicted that that we're going to continue to have issues um, getting getting uh, clean sheets throughout the season. But that's I just. I don't trust Brad Guzan between the sticks. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Brad Guzan will let a goal in, but he'll also make like game-winning saves. Right. I mean, he yeah. and he did that too. I, so that he did that against Lapalainen, right? Was it Lapalainen had a breakaway that he ended up stopping um, at the end of the Montreal game, or maybe in this? No, it was in the first half. It was Romel Kyoto. He came out and mm-hmm. and got big and got on the on the ground and and was able to take it away from from Kyoto. But yeah, I guess it's the facts of life, right? You take the good, you take the bad. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I don't know. It's just tough. So, well, it's going to be interesting because obviously when we come back from the international break, we've got DC United in DC. We go to Charlotte. That's going to be interesting since Charlotte got their first win over. New England Revolution, um, shambles, absolute shambles for Bruce Arena's yeah. team right now. Was that in Charlotte or was it? Um, no, I don't think. No, it was, was because the- because they only had like twenty eight thousand people at the game. All right, so after Charlotte, we'll play Cincinnati at her, at the the Benz. Then we go to into Miami. So those upcoming four games, apart from Charlotte, because I feel like they're really going to be up for that game. Those should be, let's say, we should beat DC, we should beat FC Cincinnati, uh, and we should beat Miami. So there's there's nine points that puts you in a different bracket. Then you go to then you go to Montreal, which is going to be difficult. You play Chicago, and then New England Revolution, and then Nashville. So. You think it's going to be easy going going up against um, Golden Boot front runner Brandon Vasquez in Cincinnati? <laughs> I mean, FC Cincinnati got beat by Austin, so FC Cincinnati shouldn't be good, but we will see. I know they beat didn't they beat Orlando, and then they lost to. Um, pull up there. So they lost to Austin 5 0. They lost to DC 1 0. They beat Orlando 2 1. And then they beat Miami 3 1. And Miami are terrible. Well, yeah, Miami's um, got to be the worst team in the league, right? Yeah. So I don't think Cincinnati, yeah, Miami have. Oof, wow. They've got three losses and a draw. Yeah, that's terrible. Vancouver is the Western version of Miami, it seems. (laughs) Again? Yeah. Oh, no, they did good last year, didn't they? Oh, you're Um, right. I think they made the playoffs maybe last year. Right. So, I just... We've got a ton of games. I feel like there's some... I think we could get nine to seven points after the next four games. That's what I would expect. I would say I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think seven should be the minimum that we get from that. 
Like, we should beat DC. We should beat Charlotte. We should beat Cincinnati. And really, we should beat Miami. Yeah, uh, I could see you know, us walking away with... going to be something big throw. Yeah, I could see us walking away with 10 points out of that that run. Because I could see us dropping points away at DC or something like that. Um, yeah. Like, a, yeah. I feel like we never play well whenever we go to DC. <laughs> Yeah, FedEx Field, I think, has been the worst place that we've ever played in. It's Audi, right? They're not playing in Audi Field anymore? Well, no, no. Well, when, when we, oh, uh, God, when Bob and Olsen was in charge, uh, the Raccoon Witch, yeah. and uh, we just got freaking lit up every... Well, it wasn't lit up. We would just get, you know, sucker punched every yeah. every time. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Let me finish out these these uh, these reactions. Uh, Tony Kurtner um, saying, "Going to squeak into the playoffs again." I think we might command a little better position than that. Uh, Alex Drummond saying, "When we get everyone healthy and on the pitch, we're going to win a lot of five to four games." I think that would be exciting <laughs> for everybody. I think that would be what everybody's wanted for a long time, right? It's like we'd rather win five to four than. Or lose lose four to five, then win one to nothing. Uh, GTUTD uh, saying, I feel great. Only four games into a 34-game regular season, and half of our starters have been out, including two of our three DPs. Yeah, we still got seven points in four games. Um, that's I, I agree with that sentiment. Uh, Danielle saying, the sample size is too small to have any st- statistical significance. Any doomsday sayers need to call need to calm the fuck down. FFS. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I don't I don't know if anybody's really being doomsayers. Um I don't know if they've really seen that, but Oh, we won at DC last year. Shows what I know. I, I just feel like every time we go up there we lose. And I know we've won a game or two in Columbus, but I feel the same about Columbus whenever we go up there. Um we have no match this weekend. We do have a match next weekend, that that DC match. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna have to pod uh, podcast on Monday. I, I think we need to do a, a proper preview, give you a little more time to to, to prep the download for for the DC match. The DC, yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, we we have a brand new signing. Oh, that's right. We signed Ronaldo. I forgot about that. We signed Ronaldo, Cisneros. But we signed Ronaldo. It's um why did why did we did we need that? I th- <laughs> uh I don't know. Um so who have we got? Joseph, we've got unless Dom Dwyer, we something... have Jackson Conway, we have Araujo yeah, can is... play striker if we need him to, if Joseph and Dom Dwyer are unavailable. Like it makes me worried that there's something that's gonna that they see that's gonna delay Araujo longer. Because so they're bringing in Cisnero on a loan, which is good. I like that. I want him to prove it to us. So I worry if there's something wrong with Araujo. I don't think Jackson Conway, he needs to prove it to me more in the twos. I don't think. Okay, that's fair. I don't think, I'm, I don't, I think he needs to develop a whole lot more. And I don't think he's ready for MLS yet. Um, 
so and then who else we've got? Um, Tom Dwyer. At Tom Dwyer, who's on a red. But he's so Dom Dwyer's old, and this this uh, Cisneros twenty five. So I think it gives us a little bit better depth, and it also gives us depth across a number of positions. Um, I don't know. He doesn't have that much playing experience. Like, he's played a hundred senior matches. Plays... He's or he's played ninety nine okay. senior senior um, regular season matches. For for Santos right. Laguna, Guadalajara, for Chivas, and then uh, Zacatepec, uh, Zacatecas, Tapatio, um, and he scored all of thirteen goals. So, as a can you forward. tell from those? Can you tell from those stats how many he started? Because I think no. he's been a sub. Because I think when you look at the number of games compared to the minutes, the minutes seem pretty low. Yeah. Um, so if you want to work on that little uh, equation, <laughs> uh, that was my impression when I did a little bit of research on that. Uh, Elliot Beaven, maybe Ronaldo is the second striker and Dom is the third striker in depth. Yep. Mateo, I think Conway goes back to the twos, so they want more depth striker. I would agree with that. Uh, Brittany S. says, I hope this is the year. Is that a fingers crossed or a peace sign? His fingers crossed. Uh, Carlos Rangel, Ronaldo was good when he started out at Santos, but there's a reason why he's been loaned out to a to second division. Signing doesn't really seem to make sense. Yeah, I think because Amada's going to go to international break, right? Sneak, you would you would think so, yeah. U20 camp that he's probably going to go to. And then I also worry about, like, I think Wolf has been playing kind of what we expect his age to be, but I feel like it's not good enough on an, as an attacking-level player on Atlanta United. Starting, So maybe no less, that's yeah. bringing in more competition for Wolf. Um Mateo said he'll be better than Cubo. I fucking hope so, Mateo. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure yeah. out. Sorry, I'm trying to use uh, FOTMOB for this, and I am I'm just not good at digging up these stats. They still don't seem great, Dan. Um, what? FOTMOB? No, no, no. Just his stats. His stats don't seem that great, even against... No, they uh, don't. Against no, minutes played. I mean... It's. I'd like. I would like to understand where that connection has come from. Like, ha, who was the guy who found him, or, or woman, who found him, and was like, okay, this is why we should go after this guy, or is there some sort of less technical relationship between the clubs that we're doing? I. I would like to understand where the where the source came from. This. Yeah. So, right, so over over his career. Trap. Over his career, uh, he has averaged, um, let's see, goals per 90.32 in eight seasons. Um, 0.37 for, for Chivas. Not, yes, stats are overrated, Tim. 
I, I know, but typically stats are overrated whenever they overrate a player. Not when it's this. <laughs> when it's this. When they're on it, any stats. They usually stand out the other way. Not not this way, I feel like. Um, I don't know. That said, I'm going to cheer him on. I, I hope he does really well. Oh, but absolutely. Like, I don't know. Player loaned out. Former Mexican national team youth player. Sound familiar? I don't know. Yeah, you're beaving. <sighs> this has to be a Pineda signing. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I think that the other thing about it that's really weird that he's 25. Yeah. Like you would think they'd be going out. So he doesn't fit into a U22 spot. So surely they're looking at options to figure out what they want to do with that U22 spot. Um, so maybe Cisneros is coming in and they think he could. Here's a theory, right? Maybe Cisnero comes in, he can take over Tyler Wolf's duties, and then they've got someone else on a U22 spot because then then they would be at 30 when Cisnero comes in. So they'd have to drop Wolf down to the twos, and then they can bring in a U22 signing. Yeah. Um, Mateo asking how his, his shit housery and uh, hold-up play is. I think that's hosiery, isn't it? He did spell it hosiery, but it's... Pretty sure he means shithousery. Uh, no idea. I think he's a pretty handsome guy, though. I feel <laughs> like everyone's overlooking that. Is he going to be smiley? Is he just going to smile all the time when he handballs in the box? I think he, he reminds me of a Brandon Vasquez. Not not as sexy as Brandon Vasquez, but... Um, and Brandon Vasquez has scored more goals in the last four games than Cisneros has scored in probably the last couple of years, right? <laughs> I mean, if you want to dwell on the stats, Tim. <laughs> so you tell me that you give Jackson Conway the same amount of minutes over that amount of a career, and he's going to be—he's going to have a worse goal-scoring record than Cisneros. Um, how Jackson's twenty now? Yeah. So yeah, I'd give Jackson five years. I'd bet he's better. When he gets to 25, then says Narrow's home. Okay. So you give Jackson Conway the same amount of starts over a season. You think that he's – what is – what are that's what I need to look at. Jackson Conway um, uh, stats. Where is that at? Uh, FBA, football ref. Let's see. Even at – so even at um, 20 years old, it looks like his – He's got a better he's got a better goals per ninety than Cisneros does. <laughs> For Lenny United, he's got a point he's got point three eight uh in, in eight matches, two starts, and he scored he gets a goal, right? He he's scored got better, that one goal. Yeah. So Yeah, uh, but but why, Jackson, why don't you just I, why, I, mean, why is, I don't know, man. I'm, I don't know. I'm not I'm not putting up I, I I mean I am I don't have any stock in Cisneros or Jackson yeah, Conway to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, no, you're just a shill for uh, for former Liga MX players. So that's right, Jurgen Dam forever. Going to yeah. create a team with Jurgen Dam on it, Chris McCann, Manuel Castro, and Cubo uh, <laughs> Torres. Don't forget Kenwin Jones. Kenwin Jones, yeah, all forwards. Is it is it telling that Jurgen Dam still hasn't found a team? He doesn't need a team. He's got a hundred uh one point five million to 
thumb through. Yeah. Huh. And he's probably making all that good TikTok money. Do people make money just posting on TikTok? I've never been on there because I don't want uh, that Chinese spyware oh, sure on my phone. Do. But yeah. I'm sure they do. So, uh, Carlos Rangel, I like Conway, but his style doesn't, just doesn't fit this team. Yeah, like a big number nine just doesn't seem to. <sighs> well, let me, let me walk that back. Because the most successful striker we've ever had, or really. Have we had a better striker than Joseph Martinez on this team? No, or someone who scored more than a few goals? Tito? Because, I mean... Tito's the only one that Tito, comes to mind. Because he's fast. Yeah. And, and But even, even whenever we deputized him at center forward, whenever Joseph was injured in the first year or two, he would still smash home a few goals. Yeah. No, but I mean that's interesting. I mean, were you looking for? Um, do have we really had a big number nine like a Conway or a John or a Kenwin Jones who has been actually in their prime and been a good player? Because I don't think any of those have been decent. I don't think any of those players I just listed have were really put into a successful situation. Brandon Whereas Vasquez Joseph, has I mean, probably scored the most, and he only scored three of those goals. So, yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe we do need uh, to look more about those fast, fast guys. Those Joseph Martinez, Cunagueros, <laughs> Cunagueros. <laughs> yeah. If we- well, he had to retire. On. He had, he had yeah. to retire, unfortunately, which is it just sucks, right? I don't. Yeah, he was. He finally got to go play with. First of all, I felt so bad for him. Right, he transfers to Barcelona. He signs with Barcelona to go play with his best friend and Lionel Messi, and then Messi, <laughs> Messi up and leaves, and then he has to retire due to a heart condition. It's just horrible. Yeah, yeah, but he has made a fuck ton of money. Yeah, that's true. He's won. He won a handful of Premier League championships with City. Was he scored the game-winning goal on decision day, whatever that their first I think that was their first championship in that run of them. And he yeah. played in a World Cup final, didn't he? Mm. Against Germany. They lost, but Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, Dan, I don't want to keep you too long. I don't want to keep the people too long. I'm um we're right at an hour. I don't do the sign off normally. You have anything else, Dan? Anything? Um, no, I don't. Um, well, we're going to pod next week, so I'll save yeah. any DC garbage for that. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah. But I feel like, from an emotional perspective, I feel like it was a win, um, just because of the way we came back. But from a mental perspective. It's probably not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mateo asking real quick for predictions of World Cup qualifying window. I don't see us winning in, in Mexico. Um, I see us beating Panama, and I could see us like drawing or, or beating Costa Rica. Um, Brendan Aronson getting injured is a huge blow. Um, I feel like the Sergio Dest 
I love that. We didn't even talk about that. George Bellow got a call up due to Serginio Dust's injury too. Um, oh, nice. So yeah, I mean, yeah, for Bellow, maybe not for the U.S. men's team <laughs> in Dust right now because I think he's a better, um, a better senior player yes. right now. Elliot Beaven, England wins. Yes. <laughs> um, I think we qualify in this window. Uh, right? I, I think we beat Panama and I think we beat Costa Rica. I don't think that we beat Mexico, though. But that puts us, you know, another... Well, that put us another at least seven points clear of Panama in fourth place in the Intercontinental um, uh, playoff. So, yeah, I feel good about it. Um, I don't know. I guess we shall see. I mean, we're without Weston McKinney too. Um, he oh, broke wow. his leg. Broke his leg um, on club duty is, with uh, Yusef. Is Yusef Munster playing? Musa? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yunus Musa. Interesting. You. Excuse Yunus. me. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yunus. Yunus. Excuse yep. me. Well, um, I'm sure there's going to be, be a squad, lot yeah. of USMNT Twitter to talk about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, so. and the whole whatever. I'm not even going to talk about that supporters group stuff. Um. Anyway, Dan, where can the good folks find you whenever you're not plying your trade on the podcast? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DNJMS or, um, I mean, I guess I've been talking about Peloton. You can come ride your bike with me and Will Balron, Balron uh, at The Power of Dan, though I'm not sure what Will's. I think it's something like to do with Lego. Lego the third? I don't oh. know. I think he's signed off anyway. Uh, find me on Instagram at Tim Herb. Find us collectively on Twitter at Home Before Dark. That's spelled B and the number four. Um, yeah, thank you guys as always for tuning in on uh, on YouTube, watching us live in the trap, making our jobs a lot easier and giving us shit to talk about because sometimes it's just better that way. And it's always fun to interact with people. We, we love you guys. Um, we love seeing you guys in the trap and, uh, on the interwebs as a whole. Again, if you guys are not subscribed, subscribe to us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcast, leave us a rating and a review, help us get found and just spread the good word. Um, we love the hell out of you guys. Uh, we will be back on Monday night, conceivably with, uh, Kevin, Dan and myself, Uh, Until then, be safe, have fun, uh, and as always, be home before dark. Sweet. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. 
engineering your success.